Awesome. Cool. All right. I think we are live. Um, but no, just to give you background. Um, but no, actually, let's let you introduce yourself first. But no, um, I've got Bryce with me, um, longtime friend and uh, client, actually, which is kind of weird to say that now. But uh, but yeah, Bryce, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell the people whatever they may want to hear. Uh, I'm Bryce Prohaska, Dodge, Wisconsin. Uh, played at all. Played at NAI, played at D2, played at D3. Um, seen a lot of just different types of basketball and just a lot of different types of experience. And I think me and Trent just kind of want to just talk about that and some mental health things that aren't really discussed in basketball and just kind of the how to get over some of those things and kind of how to deal with some of those things and yeah we're just here to talk i'm excited just to catch up and a little bit of podcasting too so excited for it yeah 100 percent. part of the reason why i want you to intro yourself is uh, i wanted to hear how you pronounce your last name because i until recently have been saying prochaska my whole life so um i'm learning there but uh but yeah this is technically podcast number two um did the first one with my dad um he's a longtime coach um as well as he was uh helping me a bunch with garage band just getting the, the setup so it was almost just like a practice episode so maybe we could say official first uh first episode but but yeah i mean bryce uh bryce and i have have worked together um i guess not maybe the last six months but but pretty much up until then um, for about two years straight i absolutely loved working with him as a player and i think we realized pretty quickly that we have like similar mindsets in terms of just like basketball and, and, and life and um yeah i was super was super happy and like when i did kind of decide to to move forward with the podcast obviously like one of the first people i i thought of in terms of just providing value to um you know other players and, and just uh, other people and, and not that this has to be solely basketball at all but no. um but yeah, so yeah, man, take me through. I know, I know, we were catching up a little bit. We're both coming off a, a little holiday break here. But, but yeah, dude, talk to me a little bit, like about high school sports. I know, like a lot of the athletes that that we work with, um, you know, are in high school, going into high school, or looking forward to high school basketball. What, uh, what was that like over at uh, over at Dodgeville? Yeah, man, no, high school basketball is great. Um, I got the great blessing to be able to be a all four starter on varsity and. Honestly, just like it's just a great experience. You get to play for your hometown. You get to play with your best friends and have that just whole community support you because obviously everybody just knows you as you grow up there and everything. So high school basketball is definitely awesome. But there's definitely some things that like people just don't ever like realize and like that um, like just coaches that definitely just provide like different opportunities. Like your coach, if your coach doesn't believe in you, how are you ever going to have that? exact opportunity and i'm not saying that's just me but i had a great experience but just seeing just different kids throughout and just doing like again seeing just like working with trent and seeing what he was doing with training i just see a lot of kids just lose confidence because just one person doesn't believe in them and um just like seeing that and just that's not talked about a lot because obviously you just see the five people on the court and you sub in and I mean, you don't really ever think about ever how the kids actually feel and how they're going in. And, you know, you just see some kids, they make some just like dumb mistakes and you see them in training. You're like, oh, they're just doing so great. It's just like almost like how is their confidence taken away? And just honestly, just talking to some of the kids like it's just like having old, like almost old head coaches and just like not believing in them. And I get it. Like if you're actually not good, you shouldn't be playing. But like you <laughs> as a coach, like you need to be uh, even your worst players. You should be trying to enhance their abilities. Like I don't understand what putting down a player like would ever do as a coach. Like you're supposed to be on the, like the same team. You're supposed to be working together. Like so like even if it's like your 12th guy, like I don't understand why you're not trying to like build confidence in him because like 
who knows like in practice like they're pushing the starters like you're only as good as like your worst player like because guess what like you're going you're playing five days a week against your practice players so like if they're not like actually providing any value or if they actually don't believe in anything they do i'm not saying they have to be great but like if you just at least at least still a little bit of confidence i mean i just seen like just different experiences it's like people just lose so much confidence like don't believe in anything they do and like overall that just hurts the team because like if you have your sixth seventh man like and they're coming in like let's we can't play five people the whole game and they're coming in so scared literally have no confidence but like like how is that ever going to benefit the team mm-hmm. so I, yeah high school is great it's all that you get all these opportunities but again like i just have seen so many struggles and like that's what i just kind of wanted to talk about just like try to not let anyone take away your confidence yeah yeah no and that's and that's that's like a tough concept to learn early on i mean i feel like i'm i'm starting to get a grasp on that now at at 25 you know Mm -hmm. where it's 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 you know the earlier you can realize your value without being you know like overly cocky is is, mm-hmm. is a tough yeah it's a tough and, balance and there's definitely a tough balance in there and like you see the people that are talking mad crap and stuff like that's not what i'm talking about in confidence but there's a certain level of self like self-belief especially when you're putting in all the work and you see all the results you're putting in like there should be a level that like no one should be able to take you below like no one should ever like be able no matter what they say no matter what they do should they ever like take that below you like i'm not saying you have to be extremely cocky but cocky and confidence is a total way different concept mm-hmm yeah, no, I'm mean, really well put. That's, I, I totally, totally agree. But no, let's uh, let's take it back a little bit. So obviously you were at Dodgeville. You said you started all four years. I, di- I didn't even know that. Take yeah. me through first freshman, you know, first start as a, as a freshman. Well, I didn't start the first game okay. just because um, there was a lot of different politics, a lot of different people. Like actually, there was a lot of pushback for me being a freshman um, on varsity. Team, sure. Um, definitely, there was a bunch of people that um, actually went to like the ads and actually superintendents and definitely complain because we had a, a actually senior driven team that year but again like I just don't understand that concept when like you have a fair tryout and I, I just outplayed everybody like no like that's not being cocky like right. we, we had a week-long tryout and if the coach thought I could play like that I, I, I feel like you just earned that spot mm-hmm. so I didn't start the first game just because of some coincidences but we went to a we played a team Mount Horeb the first game and I went in there and um, did some really nice things to the point where coach thought I could start the second game and we end up playing um, second game. We play Mineral Point, who ends up going to state that year and losing to Dominican. And um, they actually, that's when Diamond Stone was there. So Diamond <laughs> Stone's obviously a beast, and you know that. So um, ended up just really doing some nice things my freshman year. Learned a lot from some great leaders and seniors. And it's just, it was so amazing. I just never thought as a 14-year-old, like, again, like, just imagine, like, you're freshman year in your eighth grade you're watching those people as juniors like I looked up to those people so like it was honestly almost so so real like to be able to look and like actually be able to play and then get to learn things from them like I think honestly was like my biggest growth in basketball journey just being able to learn from people that literally were four years older than me that I was just looking up for like a year ago and they instilled a lot of confidence in me and really like like my biggest thing that my um Levi Nagel actually told me a senior Lily told me that he's like you're you've got a very bright future kid like I never seen um, a 14 year old do some of the things you did and I really took that to home I really didn't know like how to take basketball serious but like I kind of just knew like I kind of had to like at least do this for myself like and just start uh, this when really basketball like really hit home really serious for me and it really kind of just took off from there nice yeah yeah I mean that's you bring up a lot there and I, I think like 
you know, I, I was a sophomore when I was on varsity, so I, I remember, you know, you almost kind of have to win over, like, the seniors. And, and that's cool for you, you know, getting to watch the, the juniors and then, you know, being teammates with them when you're a freshman as, mm-hmm. as their seniors. You know, how did you how did you feel like you won over their confidence? Just because, you know, like, every minute you're on the floor is, is technically, you know, a minute an upperclassman could have been on the floor as well. Yeah, honestly, like, again, like, I was su- super lucky and fortunate to have a great senior class. I came into the first open gym and, like, I always thought I was just going to go play with my friends because, like, again, like, we're in the same grade. Like, I really just thought I was going to be on the freshman team. Like, again, like, I feel like I'm a pretty humble kid. Like, I'm going to talk worse about myself than I ever going to put myself up. So I went and played with the freshmen, and I was just like, like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, you're playing with the freshmen in JV, and you're totally dominating. Like, come play with us. And, like, I never, ever, like, really ever looked at myself in that light because, again, like, I was a 5'10 eighth grader, like, and I'm a big guy. So, like, I grew six inches that summer. So, like, I didn't even realize that I was, like, any good because, like, I'm for middle school like I wasn't any good so like that really kind of sparked a seed where like the seniors actually like kind of took me under their wing I really didn't even have to win them over like they just they instilled some confidence to me and then I started just like playing open gyms and started to do succeed against more like uh, older people and I was like huh like I can think I can like really compete against these guys and like ever since then like I just kind of always had this like a little bit like a belief in myself for sure yeah yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not an easy feat, but it's and it's not it's not something that you know happens overnight. I mean, you know, building trust in, in any situation. Um, but no, I mean, I'm I'm sure you were more than deserving of it. But it's regardless, mm-hmm. when you're 14, it can feel can feel like you don't know what you're doing. 100 percent on a team of 100 you know, veterans. So, yeah, cool, man. Um, one other thing I wanted to bring up too is is you talked about kind of that's when you started taking basketball seriously. Like I vividly remember kind of in my journey too. It was like I felt like I played basketball. You know, I enjoyed it. I loved it. I put a bunch of time into it. But most of that was, mm-hmm. you know, in practice, in games, yeah. you know, kind of like going into that sophomore year of high school is when I I claimed that I, you know, started taking basketball seriously as mm-hmm. well. Um, you know, would you like would you say the same or when did you feel like things 100%. clicked? When did you start putting more time in? I literally vividly remember when I knew like <laughs> I needed to put work in. I was just a post player. I had good touch around the rim. I could finish. But like I remember like being super embarrassed. I went to go between the legs to try to handle it like try to like go in like a regional final game and I totally just lost and I said like like I'm only 6'4 like I got and like I just like knew like I watched a lot of like balls like mixtapes and stuff I'm like if I'm 6'4 like I gotta like be able to like be more skilled and like that really this like that almost like failure moment like I like I say like failure is the best teacher like if you're not learning from your failures I'm not saying like you're gonna be perfect in anything but if you're not trying to learn from your failures like I don't like that's the best teacher so I really just took that moment as like huh like and I really just like ended up going. I got a park two minutes away. Like I really just started taking that like extreme. I'm there six, seven. My mom literally had to beg me not to go to the gym. <laughs> she I was like, mom, like this is all I want to do. Like I just love basketball so much. And like my freshman, the sophomore year jump was just like crazy just because I was always playing basketball. And I literally played for three AAU, AAU teams my nice. fr- going into my sophomore year. And honestly, it was the best thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's so cool. And And yeah, I mean, I think you know we we have similar similar experiences too where it's just like you start you almost just kind of get obsessed by it and you realize like the time that you know you need to put in to to get better is is significant it's mm-hmm. i mean you know you you go shoot once it doesn't mean the next day you're a you're a great shooter right? i think we both we both quickly realized that but but yeah i mean i like I'd love to hear you know kind of from you but but my earliest like workouts and my earliest you know kind of working through that was like just by myself out you know outside in my driveway maybe in a gym if I could get into a gym um was that was that kind of how you yeah kinda, no. how you did it too Especially just by yourself and yeah sorry yeah. for interrupt but like, no no again like 
um, yeah, like, again, I'm in town for 4,000, so, like, yeah, basketball is, like, uh, we're a basketball definitely town for sure, but, like, not a lot of people like to work hard, so, like, I'm always begging all my teammates to come play, but they would play, like, once or two times a week, but, like, that leaves up four, five days, like, that you have to go and grind by yourself, and, like, I kind of just kind of, like, took that really like kind of personally just like kind of that grind just like looking at different stories like I heard Jamal Crawford just like just say that how she always just used to go and hoop at the park I'm like like I'm no better than Jamal Crawford like if he's doing that why can't I do that right and I would just kind of just like go like again like I was a YouTube junkie like I'm just going to look at every single <laughs> yeah. drill like trying to see what the best players are doing like Jordan McCabe was like a huge inspiration to me because we're in the same grade like just seeing anything that he was doing like again he had a crazy handle like and I thought that was so cool like I wanted to be a big guy mm -hmm. that could handle so like anything he was doing anything on YouTube like I was trying to do and like yeah like definitely like that's how you fall in love with the game like that one-on-one -on -one with the hoop and just you and your thoughts and just the grind like that's definitely how I started like to really love the game but like then just like when the, you get your friends and you get that one time a week and like just being able to try those different things against like live defense and I mm -hmm. think that's like extremely important that people don't really realize is that you need to yeah you need to practice your skills but like if it's not working against actual live defense like what good is that like you right. always play there's no like in the game of basketball like you always have a defender like it's like yeah it's great that you can do this triple tween cross but like <laughs> if it's not going to actually move the defender like what does that really mean it, it doesn't mean anything right yeah so many good points there i got to bring up mccabe was inspiring you on youtube he was inspiring me in real life after you know dropping 30 on me so yeah um <laughs> no I, I i do remember watching a lot of those youtube videos too but but no that's that's like amazing points there and i mean like for anybody like you know trying to improve their game i i think it's you know really important to think about these things and be intentional about okay like you know yes any work is better than no work but you know at the end of the day we only have so many hours and, 100%. and so i mean two big regrets that i have and it sounds like you did a, a good job of them in high school is like one i don't think i asked enough teammates to work mm -hmm. out i liked kind of the by myself aspect for mm -hmm. whatever reason and i i did you know and, and not not to say i didn't do like team workouts yeah. but um, I think I was a little bit too, not like selfish, but like, you know what, I'll do it, but I'm just going to go do it by myself over here. Um, yeah. Where I wish I would have been a little bit more, just like a better leader in terms of guys, like we're only going to be as good as, as you know, all of us. So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, we need everybody in the gym. And then, and then secondly, just like you said, like the live defender part, you know, I played a lot of one-on-one -on -one growing up, but I don't think I played enough. Um, I think I did a lot more one-on-o layups than I should have been doing. You know, 100%. When, I, yeah. Even looking back on my career, like, yeah, I played against, but like, you like it's even more like again like you always playing against defense so like your training should almost try to mimic like the real game situation i mm -hmm. get like again just being in a small town like it's hard to find people like i did have to grind a lot by myself but, like i would be begging 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 people to come play like <laughs> like who, you want to come play like i don't care if you're two years younger like anybody like if i'm playing against like my three-year-old younger cousin like okay like what can i do like maybe i'm shooting all jump shots or like maybe i'm only working on my left hand or like maybe i can only drive this certain way like there's ways i like yeah like if you're way better but like still like constraints you can put on the game to, like get yourself better and like again like i don't have like no regrets like but like just like for being a younger player and if I could do it all again like definitely just like trying to like um just implement like any defense and anything because mm -hmm. like one on all work yeah it's great but like it only goes so far mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's a great point and yeah I mean I think we both would agree that like we worked our tails off it's like not that I regret it now it's just mm -hmm. like if I knew what I knew now what would I do 100 percent. but yeah. you can only know you don't mm -hmm. know what you don't know <laughs> yeah 100 percent. and I remember I, I remember for some whatever reason as a kid like 
maybe like an eighth grade ish, but just having the thought of like, I need equipment. What, like for whatever reason, I need equipment mm-hmm. to get better. And like, I'm looking for cones. I'm like, I need, I'm seeing these like band drills online. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I got to need band. Like, and, and like, even looking back, I'm like, why was I thinking like that? Like, mm-hmm. no, I probably just needed to go play one-on-one for two hours Literally. and shoot 500 threes, you know, like, and, and that's like a big thing that I've thought about too. Not to say like, you know, there's, you know, the weight room so important, athleticism, all that stuff's so important. But yeah, I just, I think I, I wanted to work hard and I knew how to work hard. I just mm-hmm. didn't work as smart as I could have. Yeah, so, 100%. And yeah. you bring up the weight room is a huge point because I was working on my skills tremendously, but like I was also like, I was 15 and I was eating McDonald's four times a week and like <laughs> I got to be 6'6, 250. Yeah, like I was skilled, but like if you're like athleticism, obviously, like very obviously, and basketball is extremely important. So yeah, I was like 6'6, 250, like D3 at high school basketball shack, but like. I really had to make that look at my sophomore to junior year, like really taking my body seriously. I, I ended up losing 30 pounds that off season. Nice. Literally went from barely dunking to windmilling. And literally like that's when like I made my huge jump. That was freshman to sophomore? Sophomore to junior. Sophomore to sophomore junior. Sophomore to gotcha. is when I took it. Like, cause uh, ju- sophomore year I got way more skilled. Like, yeah, I, I like averaged 14 points, but like nice. I was like, just knew that like, if I want to take this, like I can't be right. 250 at six, six. Like, so right. I ended up just like really taking the off season, like super serious, like, hired actually like a trainer and lost 30 pounds that year and like again like like i said like went from barely dunking like to windmilling and like my junior year the first like six games i was like averaging 2020 like leading the state and rebounding just because like no one expected like again like it's not like nor like not a lot of people like want to work hard and like right. especially losing 30 pounds like that like i really had a really grind so like it was like almost like i just shot because like i was like just a big kid that couldn't move and now i'm like actually like really quick and I'm pushing the ball up the court at six eight like two fifteen like and like I mean around that area like that's really not common. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting. That's I mean it sounds like you took jumps each year, um, mm-hmm. you know, in different ways, which is which is so cool. Um I was gonna ask you something, I totally blanked on it. Um but no, it was it was along the lines of like you know, I feel like we all I, I kind of lost my train of thought. I can't lie. Um, but it was based on, oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. It was, it was like, I think we're all motivated in different ways. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I'm just curious, what, what were you motivated by? You know, it's, like you just said, it was, it was a huge grind, you know, losing all that weight. Mm-hmm. You know, you made jumps and strides and put a ton of work in, you know, every off season. You know, what were you thinking college ball at that time? Were you, you know, what, what kind of drove you at, at that time? Yeah, 100%. Like, I was like super, super determined to like get a scholarship level, like be a scholarship level player. Because again, like just looking at like Dodgeville, like and the town that I was in, like I was like, not a lot of people have done this. Like nice. there's people go like, yeah, they go play D3 and like they quit after a year because they're binge drinking. But like no one really ever, I never like, I was very, I caught, I was watching Dodgeville Hoops on sport. Like no one really ever went to go play basketball like off a of scholarship. And I was like, I mean, why not me? Like, right. I was like, I was like, I was just like so motivated. I don't know, like what lit that fire. Like, honestly, maybe just like, maybe just the kind of just like all the hate I kind of received. I mean, just being in a small town, like sure. I'm not saying I was a perfect kid. Definitely had like some anger issues. Like I would have grown men and women like meet me at like outside the locker room and talk mad shit to me. Like it's like, it was actually a crazy experience. Like I just loved the game of basketball and that's all I knew. Right. So like, and that's all like again like in that town like you're either doing drugs or you're like doing something productive so like I just really just took that clean path and like was like this is what I really want to do and just like had a lot of different like motivators I guess right 
Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. When, you, like, were you, was it kind of when you started taking basketball, like, more seriously? Is that kind of when you were thinking, okay, college ball, this, you know, why not me? This is, this yeah, is no, my like, I remember just going to, like, um, like, University of Platteville invited me to a game my nice. sophomore year, and I was like, I was like, it's still a big kid. I was like, looking at the centers, I'm like, they're like six six. Like, I'm looking at them, like, yeah, like they look pretty good, but like, I honestly kind of think like I can compete at this level at sixteen. Like, right, I and you that, got four more years, right? Yeah, and I was like, I'm not. I don't think I'm being like super cocky. Like, I was like, if I think I really, really work hard, like I think I can be like, I think I can play bigger than this level. And sure. like, I really just like wanted to challenge myself, and I just feel like I always just had this inner grind. I don't know, like my dad was a grinder. Like my dad worked four jobs growing up. I just seen like just kind of just like just my dad leading by example maybe like and I just saw that I was like I don't want to let, like let my parents down like they're giving me all these opportunities like again like I played for three AU team it's like driving me everywhere like they're paying for these things like they're giving me these opportunities mm-hmm. and I was like I just want to like make the most of this and like try my best and like not like live life with regrets because like that's what the seniors really instilled in me like they're like we wish we would have worked harder we wish and I was like I don't want to be like that like I don't right. want to live life with regrets like I want to just like try my best and it's like no I'm not like insanely special but like let me see like what I can like make the most out of like what I can do with my abilities mm-hmm. yeah man that's awesome it sounds and it sounds like you did exactly that but but no I was, and I was just really curious just because I, I think we're all you know we all kind of have how do, I, how do I say this? Everybody wants to be really good at basketball, but for, like, different reasons, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like, for whatever reason, for me, like, uh, college basketball was really never on my radar. Mm-hmm. I, just like you did, you know, grew up going to Appleton East games, you know, since I was in first grade, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, we had some really successful teams. So I remember, you know, being a fifth grade, sixth grade kid watching, like, these teams go to state and, like, thinking these guys are, like, legitimate celebrities. And mm-hmm. it's funny because, like, I meet them later in life and, you know, they're just, yeah, they're, they're just, people. like, the coolest people. Yeah, <laughs> just, like, normal, you know, Joe Schmoes. But, um but I, in my head, I was like, I'm, I want to be the best high school player that I can possibly be. I, mm-hmm. I want to be them. You know, that, that, yeah. that, was, that was my motivation. It wasn't, I want a scholarship. I, I was hoping that me being the best player I could possibly be would maybe lead to that. But yeah. I, 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 you know, that's not why I was working. But, yeah, I mean, it's so interesting. And, and I don't think there's, like, a right or wrong way. It's, mm-hmm. it's um, yeah, it's just, uh, just interesting. But, but yeah, so... Yeah, take me through like like you. So I know we talked a lot about kind of like your underclassman years, senior year. What what was that like? You know, you got one more big year left. I know that's kind of everybody's. Man, senior year was a movie. Year. Senior year was a movie. <laughs> it was honestly amazing. Like, I got uh, the football coaches were begging me to come. And I was like, no, like I gotta, I got like, <laughs> I got a senior. Hoop, I was like, I got a hoop. Like I gotta. <laughs> I was going driving up an hour and a half to play in a fall league. Like I was like, I was like running suicides before the football games before i go cheer like i was like working my absolute butt i was like i this is my last chance and like right senior year was seriously just a movie just like i got to play with some of my best friends and like just like finally there's like kind of seeing like that last chapter and like finally seeing us like all grow up like playing from fifth grade to like now senior year i was like i gotta make the most of this opportunity Mm -hmm. like and just like almost having like a lot of the city just behind your back like again like you're always gonna have like some people that don't believe but like just seeing so much like community support and just seeing like how like all my friends like they really just saw the work I put in like I really just had a great support system like there and like they really just believed me I was like uh, let's just see like what we can do right let's just like go hoop like I haven't won a regional I haven't done any like I really just like I was so like motivated and hungry and just like took every single game like just one at a time because like I just I knew it was the last time and I knew it was extremely special because again like I always go back to that senior leadership like just told me like how special and how short that time is so like I, I just wanted to do everything in my power to like try to make that opportunities like as great as it was and like looking back like it was pretty it was pretty damn special nice 
Yeah, yeah, man, that's awesome. How uh, I always hate to bring it up, but I gotta ask: how, how did it end? How, like, you know, how how did the did we go playoffs? How did how did everything go? Uh, so definitely, we won the first game pretty easily. Um, we had a good seat. We went down to Edgerton, um, played against some um, really good Edgerton team. Um, a lot of a lot of people, um, a lot of support system didn't step up that game. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, again, like I'm six eight in high school D three basketball, so like I'm getting doubled a ton. Like, right. um, so like again, like I was super obsessed with like the perimeter game because obviously I knew I could score that. So like, I'm doing my best. I think I had like 26 and 14, but we Jeez. end up losing by like four or six. And like, I just remember how much that crushed me because I was just like knew how much like we put into this. Like even like my teammates and like my coaches like. Like, I just felt just really bad kind of just for, like, the city because, like, again, like, Dodgeville hasn't won, like, a regional in a while. Like, and I just kind of want to just, like, put my name kind of, like, in the history books of that. And just, like, again, like, individual accomplishments, like, only mean so much. Like, again, it's a team sport. So, like, I really just, like, really won that regional because, again, like, we always came up, like, a one game short. Or, like, I feel like always just a few possession shorts, like, every single of my four years. So, like, that one really stung, especially always just taking off that jersey for the last time. Like, yeah especially just knowing that you're never going to be able to like that be in that situation again but again like looking back like it was still like just some great memories and like you, you can only control what you can control like no for sure yeah that, that last game is always tough it, mm-hmm. it really is and and like i mean you were you had been through it four times you know if yeah. you think about it like and i think about it too i think about every year going through it and it's it's never easy because it's you lose a group of guys every year and when you're that group of guys that's mm-hmm. leaving it's like man okay my whole yeah. life's changing so that's tough. Yeah, that, that's that's really tough. Um, when did you know you were going to go to Judson? Was See, that? I committed really early because um, okay. I honestly was kind of angry because my coaches were telling me, like, wait on, wait on. Like, you're going to get D2. You're going to get D2 looks. I was like – Coaches, meaning your high school like coaches? Like, my high school yeah. coach, my AAU coach, they're like, hang sure. on. Like, you're going to get D2 looks. I got a couple D2 calls, but, like, nothing really stuck. Like they're like very high academic schools, and I'm beyond. I'm not the I'm not the brightest light bulb in the shed, but I'm definitely not dumb either. Right. But I just I had so many like NAI offers, and I never really like understood what that really meant at the time. I was like, but this coach like really just showed up to literally tw- like 20 out of my 25 games. Like he'd wow. be he'd even show up to some practices, and he would be texting me all the time. So I'm like, I really don't even know what NAI really is. I was like, these coaches keep telling me to wait on, but like this coach is showing me the most love I've like ever received like on the basketball court and showed just like tell me how much like he believed in me told me how much like he wanted me just like to come and like that I'd play right away and I was like any 18 year old I think and then like get offered a full tuition scholarship I was like this almost seems like a no-brainer to me and like right. just having someone to believe in you that much I committed really early because I was like what's really early like the start like, of the year or? I'd say November November okay. like really early like my senior night sure and I was like and they're like no like you're making this I'm like but like I was like, I mean, if the D2s aren't calling, like, man, like, I want to go somewhere that I wanted, like, go to a place that you wanted. So, like, I really just kind of took that wholeheartedly and, like, just took the jump there. Right. Yeah, and, I mean, isn't it weird, though? I I think it's weird that people are already saying it's a mistake, where it's like, you know, nobody's like, are are you happy? Like, is this, you know, is this really what you want? Is You know, it, it, it is. It is so weird when everybody's looking through kind of a you know, a, a alternative lens where, mm-hmm. you know, they're not, they're not in your shoes. They don't know what you're looking for on the court. They 100. don't know, you know what I mean? So, so that's interesting, but, but yeah, I mean, uh, I know you, you, you brought it up, but, but you've played at, you know, so many different college divisions mm-hmm. and, and like, I mean, that's, that's really something that I feel like I lack. I mean, I, 
I've, I mean, I love, I love working with the older players. Yeah. And when I look back on my training stuff, I, I absolutely loved working with players like yourself. And, and the more advanced, the more I felt like I enjoyed it. But, you know, I never played college basketball. So, like, I, mm-hmm. I feel like I, you know, have learned a lot from you and from, from other people that I've just talked with, um, you know, regarding the college game. But it's still something that I can't, you mm-hmm. know, fully, fully, you know, speak from a, a you know, personal level on. So, so, yeah, I would love to hear, you know, just like your, you know, overall experience at Judson and, and you know, kind of some of the other transitions you went through. Um, throughout that process yeah man so i walked into jets and like i'm a homebody again like i'm telling 4000 i'm a big mommy's boy and everything so i'm two and a half hours away and then coach like got us the first week there like we're doing 5 30 workouts every single morning like two hours we're on one hour we're doing like encore sprinting agility all that <laughs> then we're doing an hour weight room like right after that and i'm like and then like i go and like, again like me like i like i need to get my basketball workout in because like it was just preseason so then i'm coming back shooting an hour and a half and like and honestly it was like really really hard and i like, got to the point where like the first couple of games you struggle i'm like like dad like i don't even want to do this anymore like this is dumb like like i'm not, I'm not even gonna like i'm work, putting all this work and i'm not even succeeding and like we're working up at 5 30 every single day and we're doing all this grinding but then, like, literally five games in, I think I finally kind of just, like, get used to the college game because, again, I'm just used to being bigger than everybody. And I think I have I have 29 points against one of the top-ranked um, NAI teams in, wow. the, um, in the nation at the time. And, actually, the person that I scored that on actually is playing in Italy right now. He's wow. 7-1. And that's when I kind of finally knew. I was like, yeah, like, it may not always be easy, but, like, it, it, I think it's always going to be definitely worth it no matter, like, even if – like you're not it doesn't always show but like mm-hmm. eventually like, i feel like you're gonna get that like subtle break and like that's when i was like okay like you just have to kind of put your head down and grind and like it's not always gonna be easy yeah you're gonna like have struggles but like you just have to put your head down and grind no matter how hard it is mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's just perspective right i mean mm-hmm. like from what you told me it's it's funny because i think we'd both agree that you know it was your is your freshman year right and mm-hmm. most people don't get minutes their freshman year That's usually so it's like it's like you know you're sitting there like god i've been grinding for six months yeah but in hindsight you know there really wasn't much time 100%. so i mean it's, it's cool it's cool you got an early opportunity and um you know not not to say you didn't deserve it at all but it yeah. is but it is funny like looking back because i know i've i you know i feel that now sometimes i feel i've felt that all the time in my life where it's like why you know why isn't this working i want this desired result i've been putting in time but sometimes the time it takes is a lot different than the time we think you know 100%. sometimes we think two months and it's actually got to be two years in two months sometimes it's got to be 12 years you know it's 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 such a you know wild concept and you never know how the opportunities are going to play out but but yeah so i mean how, how was the squad how was the squad overall i i, I, I didn't is, know you during your judson days which is yeah no you yeah. didn't know the thing is we always had a solid squad and like, I'm, I'm not anyone to bash anybody but we honestly just had some old head coaches where our just spacing obviously lacked. And honestly, we played in a really talented league. Like, I know people don't really understand what NAI level is, but, like, like medium to, like, high-level NAI is just, like, D2 basketball. Like, obviously, low-end, like, like anything, it's not, it's not good. But, like, when you're in a good conference and you're facing these good teams, they're just as good as any D2 team. Like, 100%. we faced, um, like, Alabama and Nazarene. Literally, they had a seven-footer that now is playing overseas, like, did pre-draft workouts. Like, he literally, like went did the, he transferred up d1 and literally averaged like 15 10 was defensive player of the year but mm-hmm. he played at the nai level i played him three times a year like wow. like i'm just showing like that just shows like how talented the teams are and like it's just yeah we struggled but like it wasn't we were always in so many close games like we we're seven and 23 but like the talent we had is honestly just crazy but like again like 
I don't want to bash on it, but like we just didn't know how how to put it together. Like we would have so many like awesome glimpses, like and just lose like second second half leads. But again, like even being able to play and like succeed, like being the third leading scorer as a freshman, and like coming in just kind of college basketball and like just honestly just being able to get my feet wet and just like learning through experience is like one of the biggest things that I like I thought like really just helped me grow as a player and just like honestly just as a man as a general too because like just forced me to grow up quick. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure, that's that's so cool. And yeah, I mean, I think, I think college sports would, you know, like you said, you're you're you have to learn discipline, you have to mm-hmm. learn all those good things. And, and apologies if anybody hears a little vacuuming. We are, uh, <laughs> we didn't even bring this up, but we are coming to you live from the the country inn in Germantown, Wisconsin, um, a perfect meeting spot. We're we're currently in their um, breakfast center or uh, you know big old breakfast conference room type thing. Um, so yeah, uh, looks like the the cleaning ladies are going to town. But uh, <laughs> but no. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it is so interesting that, you know, like, yeah, NAI is, is an interesting concept and I, I feel like the, the range of teams, um, is pretty vast, but mm-hmm. what I like now and it, like, I don't know, maybe you feel this too, but I feel like MBAs and, and like colleges, like they're looking at, they're, they're, they're less looking at the reputable teams. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think Kentucky holds as much weight now as they used to, which no. I think is almost a good thing where if, you are, if you're the man at, like you said, a, a good NAIA school, you still have an opportunity to, to play professionally, and, and I think that's awesome. 100%. Like, people don't even know, like, Scotty Pippen played NAIA basketball. Like, yeah. There's so many, like, actual pros that come out of NAIA. It's like, NAIA just have to realize, like, there's so many people that go under the radar or, like, just maybe get in trouble from their past as a kid or just don't have the best grades but like there's so many hoopers that play at nai like i'm not saying it's the best level but like there's obviously levels to anything but like medium to like a high nai like i'm saying like they have some hoopers like we had a dude come in as a freshman when i was a sophomore literally 5 10 came in average 17 could go between the legs dunk like literally one of the most talented players i've ever seen like but like he had a 1.2 gpa like he ended up like only playing his freshman year but like he put up literally 35 points against a D2 like, like Gleak team like right. very like he's a he's he definitely could play at the D2 level like right. and like just like obviously just like outside the court circumstances really do matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. There's just there's levels to everybody's game, but especially when you're playing at college, like there's a lot of other circumstances that. Mm-hmm. You know, behavior-wise, grade-wise, there's there, you, you got to have your bases covered to to still make an impact. But but yeah, I mean, when we were talking about this earlier. It's just the level of talent is is ridiculous. You know, where so. where you, like you said, there's so many you know so many hoopers that you know the I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is the D1 to let's say mid NAIA levels and, and then D2 and even some of the best D3 teams mm-hmm. like the skill gap there is so slim. You know, it like honestly is. it y- you you could go to a run and maybe the, a really good D three hooper's there dominating. The D one hooper's going to be there maybe doing worse. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like it's you can't just always do the eye test. A lot of it has to do with you know situation. Like you said, what team are you on? What's your role on that team? Mm-hmm. And, and and I don't know. I, I just love bringing this concept up because you see it at the NBA, you see it at college. I mean, I I've said this for about a year now, but I, I almost want to see a few more NBA teams because I think the the six through 10 on every bench could be, you know, getting 25 a night. 100%. You know, so, but yeah, what are, I guess what are you, what are your thoughts on that? You've seen such no, a wide 100%, range of players. Like, um, just especially during COVID, like, um, we went to like the Dells and the runs and like, we had a bunch of Badgers there, like Ben Bruss, like, or not Ben Bruss, um, Aleem Ford, Cleo Liverson, um, Brevin Pritzel, nice. and just a lot of just like pros there. And just, like, going, like, playing with just, like, 
no better than D2 or D3 talent like on our teams and like being able to like to beat these guys and then them try to like take it super serious and like lock in and like we're still like able to compete and beat them sometimes that's when I really started to realize like yeah these guys are really good but like they're still human at the end of the day like right. they're like they're, don't get me wrong like good basketball players but like like they lace up their shoes just like I do like and like if you're actually like a good basketball player like there's like you can score against those guys like you can stop those guys like yeah they're great basketball players and there is levels to it but like again like there is like so many like it's a smaller gap than people really realize Mm -hmm. yeah 100 percent. and and yeah i mean and it's like nothing against them it's it's just yeah i mean if if you can i feel like so much of it's just mindset if you can believe that you can compete with them and if you've you know had maybe you know run-ins with high-level players before like it's it's no different just 100%. like you said they're, they're human and, and and if you are a great player and maybe you are highly recruited or maybe you're on a great team like you have to realize that like just because you're playing a bad team in your conference or mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe it's you're playing ones against somebody who isn't you know you should beat it's like you know that's why basketball's fun is mm-hmm. like you can miss you can you can miss you know a, a good shooter is going to miss half their shots you know yeah. but let's say you miss three quarters of your shots that day oh you, you probably didn't win you 100%. know what i mean it's just it's just that simple so that is so interesting but but yeah man take us from take us from judson so from judson i, I guess yeah how did you kind of go about that, so that switch i guess sophomore year i guess like i really just like we my coach like we're like my friend coach was like always like we're trying to play the best competition we can so like we're playing x against we didn't play we're not playing like non-conference like nai teams like we're, our non-conference schedule is d1 or we're playing d2 so like i always just like was like okay like let me see like let me really like test myself out because like i knew like i maybe wasn't going to be here all four years like i kind of almost like thought like, i was going to kind of use this as a juco like i didn't think this was the end all be all right. so like i really took like these d2 games and like the d1 games that we played like extremely personal like i like ended up like i scored 25 points against like wisconsin parkside at justin and I ended up committing there the next year and like just because obviously we just played a lot of GLIAC talent and like I put up like good numbers against all of them so I just knew that I could like compete at that level for sure and like funny enough like COVID happens like um, and I go to transfer obviously there's no such thing as NAIA portal so like my coach is like trying to get me out there because he thinks I'm a D2 level player too like he just wanted the best for me like again like this coach is the most humble awesome person I've ever met like he really just loved me and just wanted me to succeed like almost to a fault of like the team like looking back honestly like he just <laughs> loved me so much and like I, I really do appreciate it. like he would do it like he literally what coach is helping and reaching out to schools like when you're literally leaving him? right that's what I was about to say that's like crazy. that's very rare and like he was helping me like promoting me to like all these teams because like he knew like we're in a glimpse of a global pandemic like i couldn't visit these schools like i was right. parkside's literally first visual <laughs> virtual visit like wow um, that's so, so interesting like, again like you just like that was like a really hard time because like i knew like i could play at that level but again like global pandemic you can't visit like there's no such thing as an ai portal so like you only can get with like my coach connections knew. connections yeah. and like literally it was just a simple email like hey like this dude's transferring like you remember him like he played a good oh yeah like oh yeah we definitely want him like and i was honestly like ended up <laughs> calling with the coach a few times we went on a virtual visit and I ended up committing there and like like yeah it was just honestly just crazy how that all works out because like 
my junior year, like I actually like applied and like filled out a recruiting letter to Wisconsin Park. Said all I wanted to do was go to was like that was literally my like childhood dream because like again like I'm a pretty rational kid. Like I don't think I'm really better than what I am. Like I knew I could play at the D2 level. Like I knew I wasn't a D1 player. So like I was filling out all these recruiting forms at D2. I was like I want to go play because Wisconsin Parkside is only D2 in the school. Like I want to go play for them. Like, I generally had a dream of that, and like the fact that it really happened, and, like it transformed like that was like honestly super cool. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Wow, man, that's crazy because I, I didn't know all that. I had no idea that you dropped 25 on Parkside. Of course, they're yeah. going to want you. But yeah, <laughs> obviously a tough time for recruiting with, within COVID. And so hard. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you you were blessed to have a have a good coach. And I mean, that man, that it makes me think because it's like as a coach, if somebody is transferring from you, you know, you, you can't, you don't really have the option from there. But yeah. most coaches are probably going to just leave you out to dry a little bit. Where 100%. It's, it's cool you had your best interest in mind. But... But yeah, so I mean, that sounds about just like when I like right is where we left off is basically when I got to know you. You know, mm-hmm. you were you were it was that off season heading into Parkside. Uh-huh. Um, I remember reaching out to some of your coaches like, hey, you know, what do we want to work? And it was tough because like Newman kind of knew, but it was also like they mm-hmm. hadn't really seen you much either. No. So we were kind of guessing. I, I vividly remember our first few workouts together. It was it was great. And and you you have such a unique game, and it's 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 cool that you know I I think it's. It's interesting, and I, I was, I'm thinking about this the other day when I heard Wem, people talking about Wemby, where it's like he's got he's to figure out his game, whether mm-hmm. he's going to be more on the perimeter, where he's going to be more inside. Yeah. And I kind of think about that with you a little bit, where it's like you didn't really fit any molds. Where, yeah. where I, and I don't think you have to. And I, and I, I'm almost like tempted to like, like all these like sports anchors, oh, he's got to you know, pick this. I'm like, yeah, I don't think he does. Like, I yeah. think he can be this kind of jackknife um, and Swiss Army knife that can kind of do it all. But, I agree. But, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like you, you go to Parkside. I, I, I had a great, great time get, getting to a few games and watching mm-hmm. um, online and whatnot. But, but yeah, take me through. You know, how was the jump to a new team? I know that's never easy. Man, it was especially with COVID and everything. Yeah, actually, the, the dudes hated me the first month because I came <laughs> in there like like a hungry dog. Like I came in there with something to prove. Like I again, like. I was work again, like working my butt off because I knew the jump was not going to be easy, and especially like they wanted me to change my whole game. Like um, usually, I was just a mid range, mid range, then like post guy. Like yeah, I can bring it up the court and stuff, like like guard like that. But like I was never really like allowed to shoot my cut. Co- like literally, high school coach, I swear to God, said to me like I had to make at least two, three mid ranges before I shot a three. <laughs> so like you know, I'm trying to make those mid ranges before I make the three. So like I literally would be shooting literally foot on the line twos, and that would make my coaches happy. So I'm I was like <laughs> just opposite of analytics. Literally though, the yeah. opposite of analytics. So yeah. like I always knew I could shoot, but like somehow like the like just old head coach like kind of like brainwashed me that threes were a bad shot for a big man, and like I kind of really had to fight that mental barrier. And just like kind of really like almost like Brooke Lopez changed my whole game because yeah. like again like going to the D two player like going from being the best player to like again like being a guy who sometimes starts and like a backup and like just trying to like complement the best player like I I literally played with a, a pro basketball player that's getting paid fifty k a year who was average twenty four game and like Gleak player of the year so like obviously the offense is gonna run through him like there, right. again like there's levels to this like I'm a good basketball player but he's better like how can I try to make him as efficient as possible so it's now I'm just a hole in like a pick and pop role and like again like that was an adjustment but like again like I had some great teammates and like after the first month they kind of just understood my intention understood that I was just really hungry and they, they just started to like really buy into that and like really starting to believe in me and like I just remember like my first game like they're just yelling at me Bryce like why aren't you shooting like I'm like well like I never really like shot threes in games like this and now like that's my only role 
And I just remember the second game, and I was like, okay, like, like coach was begging me to shoot. I'm like, well, they're, they're begging me to shoot. Like, I'm like, fine, I'll shoot. Cool. Like, awesome. Like, I missed my first three. I remember the coach started laughing because I, I kind of shoot like a slingshot. It's not, it's like a Tyrese Hell burn for him. He started <laughs> laughing. He's like, we're living with that because, again, like, I didn't shoot no, like, I was very minimal threes, like, adjusting two as well. And then I end up the second half, coach yelling at He's like, you literally need to shoot else I won't play you. I said, okay, like, this is serious. So they go in and then pick and pop. Their lead. I hit three threes in a row. We end up Let's winning go. that game. And, like, that's when I kind of just, like, started to, like, really think, like, it's like, man, like, I can, like, I really am changing my whole game. Like, mm-hmm. almost that Brooke Lopez type thing where he was all, like, in the post mid-range to, like, now I'm pretty much just, like, straight, like, three. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we shot a ton of threes so many in threes. training. Yeah. No, I mean, like, that, that really reminds me of the debate of just, like, knowing your role versus expanding your game, mm-hmm. you know, and that's such a tough balance. And, and I think players, like, fall on, you know, either, you know, aspect of that. And I think it's hard to hard to find that balance. I mean, one thing I think that you and I would both agree with is, like, your self-awareness is really high. You mm-hmm. know, you know kind of where you land on most teams, and, and I don't think that's the – I don't think that's true for every player. So, yeah. I mean, I think, I think it starts with self-awareness. But, like, you know, talk to me about, like, your thoughts in terms of, like, when you – when you trained, and I know that we've had these conversations a lot, but it's like when you trained, you know, was it how much of it was, you know, working on your role? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe like, you know, like when you were early on at Parkside um, versus, you know, expanding your game versus yeah. working on threes, working more off the dribble stuff that, that didn't come as natural to you. Yeah, definitely. Like the first year, like it was definitely like I'm working all of this pick and pop because like, again, like I never did that in my mm-hmm. life. So like I already knew that I could kind of dribble. I already knew I was great in the post. Like I already knew I could right. shoot mid range. So like, I really was just really, really focusing. Again, like, I knew I had to make these catch-and-shoot threes for, like, again, like, our best player averaging 24 points. If I'm rolling, like, again, there wouldn't be enough space for him to operate. Like, their pick-and-pop is definitely, like, you have to, like, be able to give that and be able to provide gravity so mm-hmm. that he can be able to go in there because his best thing, he's going to score there. You get into the step back. Like, right. if the big's right there, like, he doesn't have as much space to work. So I really just realized that. And I just, like, literally was living, like, shooting so many threes <laughs> every single day. Like, because, again, like, I just that wasn't like a role I was used to and um, like again like just like making reads off that again like that was always like really hard for me so like really just like trying to like be able to play off closeouts and stuff because like I didn't really ever have to do that it was more just mid post or like okay if I was on the perimeter I'm usually grabbing the rebound or pushing that like it wasn't like anything I'm catching like doing a double combo move or anything like so I really didn't know how to play off closeouts and stuff so like that's what I really tried to work on that year but like again then like expanding on like that going into that next year like I guess I tried to like just kind of work on everything then because I was like I don't I like the team's kind of different now like I, I know I can do this a lot better, like playing off closeout shooting threes. So like, I was like, maybe I can just like, then I kind of just like try to play against more defense. Cause like, I was like, I, I know I'm pretty solid at everything. Like I'm not like no cocky, like I, I good touch, like good mid range touch, good shooting threes. Like I think my biggest weakness is just like knowing what to do and like w- what to do at the right times. Sure. Cause again, like not getting the reps, like think a lot of these kids like are shooting threes in sixth grade like right. and now I'm going to be a junior in college like or senior in college like changing my whole entire game like like and people are jabbing at you like um, they like run kind at you at they you. fake at you like I didn't really know how to make those reads so like that was really like like I, that's like, that kind of was my biggest downfall because sure. I didn't know how to make those reads they jab at you I'd be like oh like I thought they're coming at me because like I never ever had to like play like that before right. so like that was I was trying to get I was driving up to Madison as much as I can like an hour away just to try to get those like live reads because like I knew that was the biggest thing I needed to work mm-hmm. on 
Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I mean that is that is something that maybe I didn't even take into consideration as much too. Where it is just like decision making. Like now that you can shoot, it's like okay, when do I shoot? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, that's a very like right. a thing that's not talked about a lot. Like right. yeah, like I can shoot, but like defenses obviously aren't just gonna like leave you wide open right. every single time. Like obviously, if that was the case, like you're wide open, okay, you shoot, shoot it. That thing. <laughs> but like they're gonna <laughs> jab at you. They're right. gonna like boom. They're gonna say something to you. Like and again, like it's like there's so much like mental barriers that people like don't talk about. Like, like there was times like my fresh, like my first year I was great. Like I averaged, came off average six points, like shot the ball like pretty well. Like, and then the second year, like thought I was going to build on that role. Thought I was going to like still start a couple games. But like, again, like people don't like understand, like I literally would shoot one shot and get pulled and I'd ask why. And like, he literally said, cause you missed a shot. I remember I went two for three against a game in Upper Iowa. My third three did it literally double 360. I was in, uh, and I, coach was like, I was like, I was like really happy. At two for three, that's 66 percent. Like you're gonna take that every single game. But like he's like, I remember Newman coming up to me. He's like, Coach was mad that you missed that third three, and I was like, it really just started to be like a mental battle with that because every time I'd miss my first shot and coming off the bench when you don't play the first 10 minutes and you get the ball at you and they're like, shoot it. And if you have to make that one shot to play. It's people don't pressure. really understand like the mental barrier of that you're, you're fighting your coach and then you're it's 10 minutes in like you're not exactly warm right. and then the like there's so much mental barriers of that like it's super hard when like you really only have one shot because think about Steph Curry like he's the best shooter ever and even he sh- misses four um six out of his uh, 10 shots right. so like having one shot and having that pressure like people don't really understand like how that really works right well, I mean, you brought up Steph. I mean, I think Steph is as good as he is because he has the freedom. He mm-hmm. knows he can shoot 30 shots a game and maybe make four of them, and he's going to have the exact same role the next game. 100%. You know, and, and he earned it. He Don't get me wrong. He no, he definitely he earned it. Yeah, and it, it, it doesn't happen overnight. But, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's tough. It's tough when coaches, you know, I, I, I guess I, I'll just relate this back to me. You know, I, I played for an older style coach as well, and, mm-hmm. you know, he had certain rules that, you know, I think limited players' freedom. And I think when you limit players' freedom – you start to throw the mental game in there. And yeah. and, 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 not, and I mean, I shouldn't say throw it in. I mean, the mental game is always, you know, an important piece of it. But, you know, when you're, when you can't play in a flow state, when you can't mm-hmm. play where you're thinking solely on, you know, what's important to the game, when you have to start adding in other thoughts like, okay, what if I miss? Or, you know, am I going to be pulled if, he, mm-hmm. if I do shoot this and this? You know, that's tough. And, I mean, I guess I, I haven't heard about too many other situations where you have you know kind of a one and done policy yeah. but but i realized you know you there was plenty of other good bigs too so 100%. you know you're you're competing against and you have such a short window and and that's that's tough but you know what i love what i love about everything and i and we should continue to talk more about the mental side of the game but you know think about that pressure and think about how i mean we were talking about earlier now with with what we're doing now and and later in life you know think about what that was compared to to now you know where, where you have you know it's helped you develop so much and, and yeah. although that that sucked so much in the moment you yeah. know you probably won't ex- you know face some of that no. extreme pressure um again no 100 percent. like just talking about like having another good big like i literally like our fr- a freshman came in like and he's one of my best friends like don't get me wrong like he's six nine literally sh- as whole as his senior year that he's literally shot 44 percent from three and like five attempts per game like wow. he's literally a six nine sniper so like That's i awesome. had that ahead of me like i'm playing 15 minutes game but like you get two minute stretches and like I right. if anyone knows like playing two minutes like you never even get into a flow and if you really just have that one opportunity like it's extremely hard I'm not saying that I deserved a 
a lot more opportunities but like one shot's like really hard like especially when you're only getting those two minutes like like i'm not saying uh, get a ton more shots but like at least being able to like even touch and get like two up like i'm if I even get two up, I promise you I'm starting to hit at least a couple more. But, like, having just that pressure on one and just knowing that you're only going to get that one minute 30 in two minutes, like, it was really just a hard mental battle because, again, like, I started my whole life. Like, that was, like, really, like, the first my senior year, like, in college, like, was the first year, like, I really played, like, the smallest role. And, like, I, that was a really hard adjustment for me because, like, I always had people almost, like, believe in me. Like, I can deal with, like, the crowd hating on me. But, like, when it's the crowd, the other team, and then, like, almost, like, your coach, like you're facing three different things like right. and that's like really hard like especially when you know like you have to make this else I, I don't get to play anymore right yeah that's that's tough I mean one thing that I've been bringing up to a lot of the players I've been doing some of the mental training stuff with is is like the concept of called the twin thieves and and essentially they rob us of our joy and and kind of take us out of that flow state mm-hmm. and and what they are they're, they're the fear of failure and the fear of judgment mm-hmm. and you know I think about kind of the idea of hey you miss one shot you're out yeah that's kind of the epitome of the twin thieves <laughs> you're you're worried about one failing you yeah. know if you miss right and you're worried about you know what our coach is going to think of us and, then it's, and it's so tough to you know it's so tough to just navigate a basketball game when you know you have the twin thieves always on your mind yeah. but you know what's so unique is like they're always present you know those thoughts are always yeah. present you know nobody wants to feel embarrassed and nobody wants to fail you know yeah. it's just that's just life but you know, I guess it's just, it's navigating those thoughts. It's, it's realizing that, hey, you know what? I, I It's normal to have these thoughts. I have them. LeBron mm-hmm. James has them. Literally. And then I feel like it's, you know, kind of learning, um, you know, specific behaviors that you can, you know, do, whether it's in-game, before games, after games, to, you know, help, um, you know, kind of combat some of those feelings and, and, and mm-hmm. push through um, to kind of that next, next best action. So was there anything that you did, um, you know, in games, pre-game, yeah. post-games, you know, cut to kind of deal with some performance anxiety stuff? Honestly, or? like, the biggest thing that, like, um, I learned is, like, just reading Mark Manson, and honestly, it's just, like, he says, like, it's, you can't give too many fucks. And I'm sorry <laughs> for my language, but, no, yeah, no, just watch, watch how many things that you care, because you can only care about so many different things, and, like, failure's a part of life, like, everybody fails, like, so, like, just realizing, like, just, like, just, I just kept saying in my head, like, don't care, like, don't care, like, obviously, like, I'm always gonna care, like, right? Like, I probably care to the point of too much. Like, right. just me, like, having that, like, um, little voice just saying I don't care, don't care. It really just kind of, like, took a little bit of pressure off. And so, like, when I felt like I got those opportunities, I felt like I almost, like, made the most of them. Like, yeah, that wasn't the greatest, like, experience. And, but, like, I feel like when I got my opportunities, like, just helped with just saying, like, say, almost saying, like, screw it. Like, and just, like, doing it because I'm just, like, trusting my work. Because, like, I know, like, what I did in practice. Like, I'm hooping in practice. Like, when I go and shoot on the gun, like, I'm shooting 80%. So, like, I know I can shoot. Like, mm-hmm. and I've been playing open gyms. Like, I know I can shoot. Like, just having those, like, limited opportunities. Like, I just know, like, I just tried to make the best out of it. And, like, just, like, almost just saying screw it. Like, really almost just kind of helped. Like, and I'm not saying it's foolproof, not perfect. But, like, that really almost took the anxiety out of it. Because, like, if you really just put the pressure, like, oh, my gosh, I have to make this. Like, else I don't get to play. Like obviously like that's going to be a tremendous pressure like Mm -hmm. and that's going to be really hard to do it's like almost just saying screw it and like just living with that result like yeah you make it awesome like one game you make it like okay take that opportunity but okay you miss it like okay like i guess what there's a next game like Mm -hmm. and there's again like i've learned that there's just more to life than basketball like and like yeah it's awesome and great like you have to take it serious but like just realizing like again like you only have many like so many like cares that you can have so like just being able to like the move on and like being able to look in your mirror and be like i control this the best i can like yeah these situations were hard like there's going to be hard situations in life but like you can only control what you can control and like that's what really hurt me like the most at the time because i didn't realize that like i can't control like 
how many minutes I get. I can't control how many shots I get. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, like I can play great in practice, but like, that's the only thing that I can do. I can't change anybody's thoughts on me. Like I can't change like that. Like I had a better big in front of me. Like, yeah, like he deserved all the minutes I got. He got totally like, but like you just have to control what you can. Like, and that's just almost simplifying that fact and like just not worrying about like trying not to worry about what others think and like do because like I can't control that but I can control what I how I respond to that I can control what I'm thinking and like yeah you can only control what you can yeah man yeah that's that that was hopefully we got a little sound bite on that that was that was perfect man that was gold (laughs) um no like so good I'm I going back to a couple of things you said one one was you know, I feel like a lot of times people would relate to the harder they try, the worse they do. Mm-hmm. And it's it's actually, I, I've heard it called the law of reverse effort, where it's just, it's it's weird because like, it almost seems like the more you care about it, you know, the less that it works in your favor. Oh, and 100%. So it's, and it's so weird. Basketball is just like such a weird, it's kind of like a finesse game mixed with, a, you know, a, you know, a strength game. It, it's, it's, it's tough in that sense, both mentally and physically. Um, but no, I, I think like what you said is, is like letting go of the outcome is yeah. like such a big, big thing. You know, at the end of the day, you can't really control if the shot goes in, no. but like you said, you can trust your training. You can be ready to yeah. shoot. You can work on those decision making and all those things are going to help lead to a better outcome. Yeah. I mean, I, I heard, um, Doug McDermott the other day, um, a kid asked him same thing. He's like, you know, what, you know, what do you think classifies a great shooter? <laughs> he said balance. And then he waited a second and said, wait a minute. No, no, no balance in a short memory and he immediately yeah. brought it you know and he totally and that was like the this the second thing he said and he said what he thinks about is if he misses three in a row he knows that fourth one's in just for a law of percentages 100%. he know he knows that if he misses a, st- a string of them it's just numbers game and you know i think that's it's so tough for you know for young players to to you know, think about and learn about and digest because yeah. it's it is a major uh, you know a maturity thing and it's it's tough it's it's so easy to be mentally up to be a great teammate mm-hmm. to continue to shoot well to continue to play well when things are going well 100%. but you know it's tough it's tough to shoot out of a slump it's tough to um yeah just can, can continue that journey but mm. yeah any, anything else you want to yeah add? just to add to that i kind of thought like when that kind of just clicked for me because i was just playing so well in practice the coach literally yelled at me he says why the hell can't you do this in games <laughs> and i'm like i was just thinking i'm like well, now, like, that just shows, like, how much I'm actually controlling my controllables because he thinks I'm playing that well in practice to the point where, like, he's like, why am I not doing this in games? But, like, then I get to the games and, like, I'm only getting those, like, a minute 30 stretch. So, I'm like, right. like, I'm controlling as much as I can. And, like, when I do I get on the court, like, I, not every single game. Like, I, when I had, like, the opportunities, like, I did do some nice things. But, like, mm-hmm. again, like, those are far and free between, like, and I was doing my best in controllables. Like, literally, it's like why can't you do this? I'm like, well, because like, you're not giving me the opportunities. Like I can't control, like if I got the opportunity though, but like, again, like if right. he's yelling at me, why can't I like, that just shows that I was like controlling my controllables at right. least like what I could do. Right. And I was like, like, okay, like I can't, I can't affect how much I'm on the court. I can't affect how many shots I'm going to get in the game or how, when I get them and stuff. Cause like, again, we had great players. Mm-hmm. So like, as I'm doing my part in practice, hopefully like that just leads to the point that I get that in games. And like, again, sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't. But like, again, just like, I remember that just kind of clicking me. I'm like, I must be doing something right. Like I'm controlling at least what I can. Like mm-hmm. if he's thinking I'm playing that well, like in practice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And yeah, I mean, the, what you just said just kind of like sparked a thought and I, cause I felt it too. I mean, I, I remember being down towards like the end of my career and I think both of us both, 
you know, realized like it wasn't a lack of effort. You mm-hmm. know, we look back, I, I have no regrets in terms of like my effort or energy or anything like that. But, you know, I, at times I just, I remember thinking like, wow, all this work didn't pay off. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, totally. I felt like I was lied to, you know, I felt like, oh my God, I worked. I mean, I remember getting up, you know, you know, I, I basically would just try to, you know, get a workout in every day, you know, whatever that looked like sometimes two a day, um, you know, and when you do that for five years, you know, you want that goal in the back of your head to yeah. immediately hit exactly like you pictured it. And to be honest, most, most times it doesn't, it you doesn't. know, and that's, and that's where I think surrendering the outcome is so important. And that's where I think falling in love with the process is so important, you know, where a lot of times I was doing that, I was you know, and yeah, you, you need, everybody needs to get motivated in different ways. You got to have mm-hmm. a vision of, you know, what you're hoping for. But, you know, I think, and it's kind of like the, the Kobe mentality, but, you know, I think it's so, so much more important just to show up every day to love the work, even though, yeah, at 6 a.m. it can suck grinding yeah. your ass off, yeah. you know, but if you can find a way to love it and, 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 you know, it seems like you, you were, you know, an amazing practice player and then like you probably loved practice. Like, loved. And that's and that's one thing I remember getting better at is like I started to love practices and I remember my coach being like you should love practice more than games. I'm sitting there like how am I ever gonna do that? <laughs> but yeah, I mean you, you you do. And as I started training people, it was like oh I'm not even worried about games anymore. I'm only focused on practice. You know, yeah. so it's just a weird. Uh, I'm really just thinking out loud right now, but it is such a weird thing where, you know, I guess hard work doesn't guarantee success. It you know, doesn't. it doesn't guarantee success, but. I can guarantee you, you don't put in the work. I can guarantee you not no 100%. success, right? It's, so it's almost just taking like that risk. It gives you the chance. Yeah, it does. And that really, you kind of kind of sparked my interest, like mine there. Um, I literally just remember like like when things weren't going great. Like I just like wanted to lock in so more. I even skipped spring break vacation. Like I skipped vacations, like just to lock in even harder. Like I'm grinding. Right. I literally, I looked. I could not have. I literally worked my point to exhaustion. Like maybe even too hard. And it's like hard work that doesn't guarantee anything like yes you can work your butt I promise like again like you said like it's if you don't put in the work in you're not gonna have the results but like again like even working your absolute hardest there's almost eight billion people in this world like like the fact that like you even to be special like is very 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 small and that's not being disrespectful to anybody it's just like the truth like there's so many great people and like so many special people in this world like just think about everybody coming to the world and like think about how many great basketball players there are mm-hmm. like yeah you can work your butt off but guess what like there's always going to be someone that's better like right. unless you're lebron but <laughs> like <laughs> no. yeah like hard work just never guarantees anything right. like and i just looking back like and I was always, I remember calling my parents and just being vividly upset with my career because like I, like that again, like I just wanted to go and be a pro. And I was like, like you told me I could, like if I worked hard, like I could accomplish anything. Right. And like, just like, but like, yeah. And I'm just like almost just getting more mature and stuff. They're like, yeah, but like if you never worked hard, like you would have never even got to the point where you're at. Like, again, like I, I scored a thousand in high school and college, like, and that's not bragging, but like if I never put in the time and I never grinded, like, I would not have been able to even accomplish that. Mm-hmm. So like the fact that like, I got done that, like not a lot of people do. And like, I got to take like that as like a blessing itself. Like, no, it didn't turn out the way you wanted, but like, I promise if I didn't put in that work, like it wouldn't have turned out anything close to that. And like looking back, like I was like, why did I put in so much work? But like, there's nothing else I would rather have done. Like right. there's nothing else I would have gotten to put those late nights in the gym, like grinding with my buddies, like lifting those like, there's nothing else I would want, would rather have done. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, what didn't turn out the best way? Like uh, I still had success, but like there's nothing else I would rather have done regardless. For sure. 
For sure. And yeah, I mean, I, I totally relate to those feelings. And I think as I've gotten even older, I, I'm realizing that like growth and like work always help in some way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it's, it's, you're, you're, I guess I don't know the, the uh, perfect phrase for it, but, but it might not even impact you in, in the way that you're hoping. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I think about basketball, I think about, you know, my career and, and yeah, I mean, I like, was I anywhere near the players that I envisioned myself being? No. I mean, I averaged like 10 a game my senior year. Mm-hmm. Like I would have loved to average double that, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I look back and I think about the work ethic and the competitiveness and, and even like I was a pretty shy kid, like even how to like learning how to like lead a team, like yeah. all those things, you know, helped me get to where I am today. And, and I think you would, you know, probably say the same in terms of, you know, you know, if I would have just been a bum all high school and college and, you know, got up at noon and y- yeah. you know what I mean? I probably wouldn't have had the work ethic to even, you know, start training kids on the side or, yeah. or anything like that. You know, I, 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 I just, I think it always, um, pays off it just pays in, off. in just ways. In ways. Exactly. And sometimes, uh, not to say that, not to say you can't reach your goals. Like, I mean, I, I, like one of the first things I do with, with a player that comes to me is I figure out their goals. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, where do we want to go? And then just like you said, the letting go part, I say, okay, look at your goals and imagine if those goals, you didn't hit a single one of them, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just like sit there for a second, let them think about that (laughs) and then say, you know, like you have a shit ton more going for you than any of these goals, right? It doesn't mean we're not going to work for them. Never know if you don't try. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, you know, it's okay. Surrender the outcome. I mean, I, like, and, and that's something that I'm trying to, you know, continue to do. And it's perfect. You know, we're, uh, it's New Year's Eve, you know, looking forward, looking forward to this new year. Not that, not that I'm the, the biggest New Year's resolution guy, <laughs> but, um, you know, I am, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to like, kind of look at my goals and like realize like, okay, let's not get attached to the outcome of these goals. Let's get attached to the action steps that are going to bring us to these goals. And that's, 100%. and that's, you know, kind of where, what I'm going towards. But yeah, what about you? Any, anything yeah. in this 2024 you're excited about goal, goal wise or, you know, anything like that? Yeah, no, I just like talking about like, um, just like how hard work and we don't even understand like the outcomes. Like right. again, like I literally, like if I, like I didn't go to the park side, like I really wouldn't have my career that I'm in right now. Like uh, my buddy literally asked, cause like, he's like, dude, like I saw how hard you worked at basketball. Like he's like, I like, I want that in our company. Like, right. It's literally how I got my job right now. So like, right. It all like pays off like in weird ways. So like, yeah. So like, just like, like 2024, like you're saying, like, just like being able to grow as a person. Like I saw a great quote the other day. If like you're looking back like in two years, two years ago, and like, you look at yourself from now, like, and you're doing the same exact things. You're the same exact person. Like, like that's not good. Like, if you're not, you're not growing. You're definitely just, you're not getting better. Like, everyone should be getting better at. Like, and I'm not saying you have to get leaps and bounds better, but like, it's just like even some little things. Like, maybe I don't want to like cuss as much, or maybe I want to lose a little bit of weight. Like, just like it, little, just things like trying to improve yourself. Like, if you're not constantly getting better, then like like you're you're getting almost worse at the same point so like right. just like trying to like just look at myself and be honest with myself like put ego to a side and i know that's like really hard for some people and like just being able to be like i'm not perfect guess what like all of us humans we're so much closer to imperfection than perfection sure. and we always have like we should be trying to grow and learn for life even if we're like 70 because like guess what like there's always things that we can always do better so like just trying to like look at myself in the mirror and just like look at the little things and be like okay how can i improve on like certain th- subjects in life for sure oh for sure and it's super hard to just be like fully honest with yourself i know mm-hmm. we were talking about that earlier and yeah and i, I think it's it's I think a big part of confidence too is 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 holding yourself accountable 
to a certain like discipline and and it does like i said it doesn't matter with the result but that's something that i realized is like this past year you know i felt like i did a lot of things well and there was like things that i was like kind of focused on Mm -hmm. but like oh if i you know if it was like oh i want to i want to do this three times a week you know but maybe i did it two times a week and it was like sunday night and i was like oh no i all right well well, maybe next week we'll get it yeah you know where it's like okay you know like let's get strategic and like let's do this for a reason hold myself accountable and then you know there should be no reason why i'm not confident because i you know i did you you know so i I think i think that's one thing that i'm really focused on too is just like be a little bit more intentional on you know some of the the areas where i'm not good at and just like focus on those um not just you know not just like figuratively like oh i'm gonna work on that but like actually like what are you gonna do you know what i mean like it's so easy to say like yeah i'm gonna go lose 10 pounds this new year but like there's a lot more to that than just like saying i'm gonna do it like exactly. there's a plan that's in place like you right. actually have to think like what workouts am i gonna do like when am i gonna do it like how right. hard am i gonna work am i gonna do this this one and that's just not just like working out but that's like anything like okay how am i gonna be a better like everyone like maybe i just want to be a nicer person that's awesome to say but like there's like that's it's just saying and doing it's right. a totally different thing right so like actually like being strategic like you said and like having a plan because like it's so easy talk is so cheap but like mm-hmm. actions like the way you actually like show that you're actually like actually involved and like actually want to do the things because again like talk is cheap action is everything so like 100%. yeah like just having like yeah use like you said like get better at some things but like yeah it's so awesome saying that but like how are we gonna do exactly it? exactly and that's that's the most important part for sure i mean yeah just like you were saying i i think change is just tough change is really tough and I, mm-hmm. I i i don't know maybe we saw this a similar thing but i i was you know watching some video the other day too where it talked about how like you know a lot of people might live six months 50 times mm-hmm. and it's like i don't want to do that no. like I, I so i i think you know we need to as a whole you know fear change less and yeah um you know realize that's that if we weren't changing if we weren't growing that that'd be bad like yeah and said, i so. and i get it change is super hard and like for me like i guess i've just got so accustomed to again i transferred three times played at literally three different levels besides right. the d1 level like i guess that, that was like one of my greatest like blessings because like i got so accustomed to change so fast and i know change is so hard like but like i read a quote again the other day like you have like confidence is like being just okay with failure mm-hmm. like it's just going to a whole new situation is it going to be perfect right away no like my life like after basketball like it wasn't just like oh i'm done with basketball right. perfect like now like no it's not that but like okay like i took steps like i'm looking at like how i can get better at this how i can get more content with my life like realizing basketball and everything like i took and like made a game plan like now i'm just like i'm actually like reeking the benefits because like i actually took plans of action instead of just being like oh like i'm just i really miss basketball like instead of like just trying to focus on that okay like how maybe like maybe explore a new avenue like maybe try something new like again like there's steps you have to take like we Mm -hmm. said like it's and yes change is hard but like you have to be comfortable with failure like you're not going to just like boom pick up the first thing you do oh this is my new passion i love this forever like no that's not how it works like you're gonna have to try like trial and tribulation like failure like it's totally real like try thing oh i don't like that cool like move on to the next thing and like eventually like there's like eventually when you keep trying you're gonna find that one thing that clicks or you're gonna find that one way that like works for you like to be a better person or find that one way that's gonna work for you like to lose weight like but like failure is a part of it like you're not just gonna boom first thing you see or first thing you do it's not gonna 
most likely it's not going to be a success no, like no. just almost just being comfortable with failure and just like being able to like, like accept that and then let's like move on and try again that's like the biggest thing i think sports taught me 100 percent, 100 percent. and yeah and it's 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 never perfect you know and it's like I, for whatever reason when you said that it, it reminded me of you know me starting the basketball training like i i remember kind of my transition from like a lot of my identity was being a student right i was a good student mm-hmm. i did that and you know for you it was like your identity was being a basketball player so it's tough when your identity gets stripped away and you're like who exactly am i right yeah. so i mean i remember going through that a little bit and i i remember asking myself you know if money didn't matter what would i do and mm-hmm. my immediate thought was i'm I'd be a basketball trainer mm-hmm. and so my next thought was okay how can I, you know, do this and, and maybe do, do this for a living? Like, you know, how can I how can I make this an actual reality? And, and, you know, when I did make it a reality, I remember, like, having the feeling of, like, oh, my God, I'm, you know, my schedule's finally full. I'm doing this, like, a, a kind of, a f- like, full time, but not feeling satisfied, you know, yeah. because there was, there was 900 other things that I didn't think about that was, okay, if you're a full-time basketball trainer, there's this, 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 yeah. and this you got to think about. So, you know, it's, it's so tough and it's, it's, it's realizing that, you know, you know, even when you, when you maybe like reach a, a quote unquote like goal, yeah, it's not like you're done. It's you know what I mean? Done. It's you're, you're never, you're never done. And it's, 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 and that's, that's the beauty of life. And, um, yeah, man, it's, it's cool. It's cool to just hear you at, at such a young age, um, you know, have, like just this mindset and it's, mm-hmm. it's always been a pleasure just like I, it, like i feel like literally the conversation we just had would be a conversation we'd have like at the, like over a meal yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so so that's so cool but but yeah man it's, it's it's cool to hear not only your success um you know through throughout your um childhood and college career but also um you know from from there i guess let's let's talk just a little bit to end it just with kind of like your transition um, you know, out of sports and, and where you're at now and, and where you're hoping to be. Yeah, no, honestly, I can't lie. Like just being totally transparent, like it was really hard at first. Cause again, yeah. like, um, like the ball was in my hands. Like dad put that ball in my hands, like five to literally 24 years old. That's <laughs> 20 so, like, years, man. I'm literally telling you, like, that was my life. Like, right. Like it was like bat. like even middle school, like, I didn't take it as like, but like I knew I was a basketball player. Like that's right. what I was. And that's what everything associated. Like that's what people looked at me. Like I'm six, eight. So like people like you play basketball. Yep. They still ask me to this day, like you play basketball. So like that was the only thing that I thought like I could actually do and like was good at. And like, so like I never really thought of myself as anything else but a basketball player. So think about that your, your whole life. Right. You're just, you think you're this one thing, you're this one thing your whole life. And then it's just, boom, it's stripped from you. Right. And like, okay like your job doesn't care that you play basketball no your new friends like yeah it's like oh you're a basketball but like that's not like i just realized that like basketball wasn't everything but like my whole life it was so like it just was a sudden stop like it was a hard transition at first but like again like just being able to like realize that there is more to life than basketball and again like just like it's not easy like again like i just couldn't be like oh let's just move on from basketball like that would be awesome if i could just say that and have it be true like right uh, obviously like I had to take steps and like go and talk to different people and like have different perspective again like I'm not it's not anything new like a lot of people end up and stop playing college basketball so it's like almost as like reaching out to like old friends old people that like I knew that like dealt with the same things and like trying to learn and like grow and like try to like get over things before like like faster than they did and like try to take their advice go to talk to like different like therapists so it's like it's okay to like talk to different people like and it's okay because like they help you just like obviously like if you're just in your own thoughts like that's all you know so like getting other people's perspectives like 
and you can pick up one thing like that's great and then you can try to apply it to your life like it makes it way easier and i think i got over it way faster than a lot of other people because i know like grown 50 year old men that like tell me ah if i didn't blow out my knee i would have been in the <laughs> nba but like i'm happy we that like now guys. it's like four months in like i'm like totally content with like just like myself as a person like i know i'm way more than a basketball player but again like to say it was like it's just an easy transition especially just like my goal of like playing pro like think about what it takes to be a professional like think about what a professional truly means and like that's like an insane step and like just right. realizing that like that doesn't mean you're a failure because like just because like I'm, I'm just happy I took the risk and tried yeah. because like you just never know like and just because you're not a professional think about a professional like that doesn't mean you're a failure and like right and it's like it's okay not to be the best at everything there's again like we said that there's almost 8 billion people in the world like like quite honestly like you're gonna be average at a lot of things so like if, you, if you're above average at anything like that's like success in itself and just being able to take that and run with that and then being able like to move on and like now I'm like I'm big in the music like I like I still play basketball but, like there's just like other passions and other things that like like I'm growing in like and like realizing that again like when I thought basketball was everything like basketball is just a game like it's awesome don't get me wrong like, I love it like I'm still like I play basketball I watch the NBA but like just realizing that there is more to life than that mm -hmm. was like the biggest thing for me 100% yeah I mean I think the I think the transition from college to kind of the next step or I mean, probably high school to the next step, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever that that I guess kind of transition to the real world is. I th I think it's tough for everybody, and was a lot tougher for me than I even realized yeah. too. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's it's so much more than a game, and, and it quickly it quickly makes you realize that because it's like, well, I got all these expenses <laughs> that I need to pay off, and I know I'm not going to be making money playing basketball. So mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, what do you do? And and from what I did, my first four months was. I was cold calling people like crazy. I mean, I, I worked for a temp agency and was literally making cold calls, trying to talk people out of the job that they were currently in into taking the job that we had. Um, and it was mid-COVID and it was not easy. Yeah. And I'm working remote and I'm thinking to myself like, yeah, you know, two, not two months, but, you know, probably like four months prior, I had been, you know, at a big university thinking I'm going to have the best job of all time, yeah. you know, and I'm quickly behind my little closet desk in a six person house banging out uh, 200 cold calls a day. And, and it was horrible. I mean, it, it was, it was, was, and, um, you know, I, I think we probably had similar thoughts of like, okay, well, you know, who are we and, and yeah. you know, how, how are we going to make this next transition? And, and yeah, you know, you, you have to realize there's, there's a lot, you know, more to life than basketball, but also just like we talked, it's, you know, all these skills are, are so transferable, you know, to whatever field we're in. And, yeah. and I love I love how you brought up the, and we talked about this actually earlier, but one thing that I've really realized is, you know, we only have so much time. And, and like you said, what that means is we're probably gonna be average or even below average at a mm -hmm. lot of things. Yeah. And, um, you know, those things that we do decide to spend, you know, the majority of our time on are, you know, things that we're gonna get better at. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I'm trying to, you know, continue to think about what I actually want to be an expert in. Yeah, I know we're still, exactly. we're still super young and, and like, I, sh I shouldn't frame it like, oh, we can only pick a couple of things. Like, that's not at all what I mean. Um, you know, we have so much, so much time in front of us, but also don't want to wait. So, yeah. So, but no, um, yeah, like I, I know we just talked a ton and, and thought a ton out loud. Hopefully if people are still with us, um, I appreciate <laughs> you. Um, but yeah, any like last rounding thoughts? Um, I guess, yeah, last thoughts about that. 
it's like again like you're saying like that you went to the job with a cold call like mm-hmm. and like that was your first experience like, i'm sure you learned so much from that and like learned about a lot about yourself and almost mm-hmm. kind of like what you wanted to do like what i didn't want to do didn't want to do exactly <laughs> yeah. that was the same thing with me like i graduated college like i was still living like at dodge like i had to work at Colors for a month like and again like just being like a basketball player like you're almost like let's be honest like you're just hold like you're treated at a like different level like you're treated nicer like and just going and just like realizing like almost having a like nice piece of humble pie and just realizing that like we're no better than anybody else like we're all like imperfection like imperfect imperfect humans and just like realizing that like everyone's like good at certain things like you just have to like just realize that like so many like yeah like not everyone's bad at every single thing like everyone has like a special like niche Mm -hmm. and like special that and just like learning how to appreciate people for who they are like that was the greatest experience i did and like just having that and it's like okay like obviously realize i don't (laughs) want to work at fast food but like (laughs) just getting that to like pay and then like getting that phone call to get the job that i'm at now like and just like i can't couldn't be more grateful because like that experience just really taught me actually so much like life is one of the best teachers and like yeah like could that have been funny like yeah Bryce just graduated college he's working at college but like I really just took that month and really just kind of like learned and like really just like try to like really just kind of humble myself and like realize that like no I'm no better than these people like they're people just like me and like almost just like learning that and like that was a huge thing for me and like then like realizing like how to put like my hard work in basketball and now how can I do that in real life and real work? And like, I'm really starting to learn that and like starting to be like really successful in my field of work. And like, I think I could credit that to basketball, but I also just credit that to like life humbling experiences. Cause again, like we're all imperfect. Like we're no better than nobody else. Like 100%. Yeah. It's, it's tough to drop the ego. It's mm-hmm. tough to, especially, it especially when you're a basketball player and like you're held up at that pedestal. Exactly. Like you don't realize that you are at the time. Like I didn't ever think like I was way, way better, but like, I knew I was like better than at least at basketball, but like that doesn't like that. No one cares. Like that doesn't matter. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it is, it is so tough to, to kind of keep that humble, um, you know, humble demeanor and it's easy. Um, or it's, it's tough. Like, especially when you feel entitled, like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's easy to feel entitled for X, Y, and Z reason. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but, but you know, we're owed nothing. And I think that's, I think that's something, owed to, nothing. something to remember, but, but no, dude, it was an awesome chat. Um, we will leave our humble abode here in the breakfast center. But but no, Bryce, always a pleasure and wish you the best in this new year and wish everybody else the, the very best in 2024. And yeah, hope to uh, hope to be delivering some steady pods in 2024. That should be on my docket as well. That but sounds great. If you're still listening, we really appreciate you. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. I, I know this went a long time. I don't even know how long, but peace and love to everybody. Um, everybody have a great 2024. All right. Peace.